My name is Bobby. I'm a paramedic with 27 years of experience in EMS and fire. And my name is Jason, and I'm a retired paramedic with 20 years experience in EMS and fire. And together we're... Paramedics? Unscripted. On this show, everything is on the table. We'll talk about burnout in the business, calling 911 for non-emergency reasons, Holly Pharmacy, frequent flyers, the current housing market, the financial system, BS doctor office visits, or anything else we want to, all from a paramedic's point of view. And why? Because we're paramedics. Unscripted. Welcome back into Paramedics Unscripted. I'm Jason. I'm here with my co-host Bobby for episode number 30. Bobby, how you doing, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back, man. We've been on a little hiatus. Uh, that has mainly been my fault. Um, I was on vacation for a little while and then I uh, came back and, of course, after vacation got sick when I came back into this and my sinuses started acting up and all that fun stuff. So what you been up to, man? Nothing much, man. Just uh, preparing for the holidays. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, happy holidays to everybody out there that listens to Paramedic Unscripted. Um, I think the last time we were on here was like right right around Halloween. It's yeah. Been, it's, it's been a minute. It's been quite a minute there. And, and if you don't subscribe to Paramax Unscripted, then, you know, I hope you get coal in your stock, stocking there. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Listen. Um, so anyway, let's get did into you, it. Did you say you, you hope something happens to someone's colon? What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's, oh, okay. that, that's interesting. Yeah. We had that, we had that talk pre, pre-show there with uh, oh, some, yeah. some fun calls that we've uh, both been on, unfortunately. Um, we might have to... Uh, <laughs> Touch on that a little bit, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into, like, uh, one of the things I want to talk about before we roll into that um, for uh, for our EMS topic. I know people like to hear, like, the different, you know, how we segment it up. We're switching it up this time. We're going to do EMS up first, if that's all right with you, Bobby. That's fine with me, right, bro. So one of the things I wanted to talk about that came up in the news recently, you may have already seen it if you're a paramedic or an EMT or a firefighter or whatever, was down in Miami, Florida, um, there's a GEMS article that discusses this as well as local news. And if you watch either one of those things and click on them, you'll see the video um, from the hospital that has no audio, but it does have the video showing the incident. Um, apparently down in Miami area, there was a homeless man who was per a uh, police report was taken to the hospital for taking cocaine and heroin. Um, he was obviously uh, combative. Uh, we're assuming because of the picture. So we see him coming in the hospital on a gurney cuffed with his hands behind his back. Um, he is belligerent to paramedics and firefighters of Miami that were bringing him into the hospital, um, along with the police, police and stuff that were coming. Um, and while he was going through the hallways there, this is where the video picks up. You see him, you can't hear him because like I said, there's no audio, but you can see him talking trash, you know, to the, to the people around him. He talks right. trash to one of the guys, the firefighters that's there. And then he spits in his face. Um, the firefighter whose name we'll get to is uh, Lieutenant Robert Web- uh, Webster. Um, and he then decides to then clock the uh, guy who's cuffed with his hands behind his back on the gurney multiple times in the face, uh, <laughs> which is as a paramedic, a former paramedic for me, pretty funny because that's something we've all wanted to do. Um, but probably not the best idea in this circumstance being that the guy was defenseless. Um, he was uh, quoted by the news media. Um, he was obviously pulled off duty immediately after the incident uh, pending an investigation. He was quoted by the news media as saying he had no regrets um, about anything he did. And quote, unquote, here we go. If he never knew the consequences, consequences of spitting in a grown man's face, then consider my actions public education. And the video, a PSA, end quote. 
Um, he now, we now find out later, because that was like basically a week ago or so, we now find out later he has been suspended by the department for two months, um, but no charges are going to be made by law enforcement, per law enforcement at this time. Uh, how do you feel about that incident, Bobby? Put you on the spot. I've been in that position before. So, uh, it's, uh, it's for me, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, uh, it's a kind of a double-edged sword, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can say from, this is Jason speaking, I can say that I've been in instances where for safety reasons, um, things had to be taken care of. Um, I don't disagree with him, uh, going after a person who spit in his face. However, in this situation with the guy being cuffed behind his back, I would not me personally. And I understand the situation, you know, his emotions were high at the time and all the stuff. So I'm not judging him, but for me personally, I would not have hit him because now you're hitting someone who's defenseless. I would have just slammed a mask on his face. Like that's what I used to do when people spit. So then spit all you want. You're spitting on your own face. That, that was always my best thing to do. Like, here, here's a big uh, non-rebreather on your face, and you're just spitting all over their face. Or, you know, right. a simple mask or whatever, so you can pull it out so they can breathe fine, you know? And then they just spit all over their own face. Um, but at the same time, um, and we've kind of discussed this, I believe, on other shows, I do not believe um, the apartment I used to work for was very well known for trying to always say, like, always act like a pussy, uh, we're public service, you know, the public can do whatever they want kind of thing. And I've always stood against that. I don't think the public has a right to, you know, assault me or any of my crew members or, you know, in, in salt and batteries, technically that would be part of spitting there because you're touching the person with your saliva. And there's all sorts of medical issues that could come of that if they're contagious. This guy was, uh, per the report, was a homeless man. So God knows what diseases he has um, and stuff. So you have to take all that in consideration. And he was out of his freaking mind. And he was out of his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably wasn't his normal mental state. He may be a mental right. patient. Anyway, like we don't know, we don't know that guy's background. He may already be. That guy was charged. Um, the 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 patient person was charged um, with assault and stuff on and uh, on the on the on the EMS provider and the firefighter there. Um, so I, I don't agree with hitting someone in cuffs. I don't think I'd ever hit somebody in cuffs unless there was some sort well, of safety let concern. Me, let me uh, let me elaborate on that for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and this was probably about. I think I think I've told this story before, but maybe I haven't. But I'm just going to tell it again. Fuck it. Um, yeah, who cares? I've, uh, this is probably about close to 18 years ago, maybe. Uh, no, it was like 16 years ago. Uh, it was a typical call, you know, Friday night. Uh, we get called out to a, it was for, to a party. I mean, this is how, this is how, this is how much, this is how fucked up this guy was. His own friends called the police on him because he was, acting that belligerent at their party. So they called the cops on him. So the cops came and this guy probably weighed maybe a buck 20. And, uh, it was obvious. I mean, before we got the, this, this kid was just out of control and it took five cops to wrestle him down for 120 pound dude. Wow. You know, and, uh, they, they wrestled him down and they hit his head on a, uh, one of those, you know, railroad ties they use for um, landscaping. Yeah, know, like the big the wooden block, the big like six by sixes or whatever they are, or eight by eights yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, 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 uh, so of course when that happens and, you know, he, you know, tears open his head a little bit, they, 
course, they call fire and EMS. And to uh, respond to the scene, so we get there. And um, the kid, at that point, he's probably like 19, 20, maybe. And uh, he... Uh, He just he's he's very well mannered at that point, and um, you know we check him out. Yeah, everything's fine, but of course the cops are. We need he needs to go to the hospital. It's like, uh, uh, well, everything checks out. If, if you want to go to the hospital, it's on you. You know, it's like um, you. Pretty much, the reason why you called us is because you had to tackle him, and you he smacked his head against this railroad tie. So uh, yeah, you're covering your out. ass at this point, right? So everything checks out, but you know, I'll help you out, brother. So if that's what you want to do, but you got to go with us. And he's like, well, uh, I don't know if we can go with you. I'm like, if you want him to go to the hospital and that's what you're saying he has to do, then I, you have to go. Cause I can't make him go if he doesn't want to, especially if he's not under arrest. Is he under arrest? Well, yeah. Well then if he's under arrest and you have to freaking go. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, it was just, you know, back and forth, back and forth. So finally it's like, all right. We'll go with you. We'll have a cop follow you, and then we'll have a cop in the back with you, and he'll be cuffed to the, the cot. It's like, okay, cool, no problem. So I talked to the guy. I'm like, hey, man, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be, are you going to, are you going to uh, be on your best behavior, you know, like in, in transport? He's like, yeah, man, I'm good. I apologize for all this stuff. And he's like, all right, man, cool. And then as soon as we get moving, as soon as we get moving, like me and the cop in the back, this guy, this, this kid, it's like a switch just flipped. He uh, he went from being completely lucid and with it to just like freaking PCP'd out. And it was just like he was slinking out of the cuffs, which was kind of was the first time I've ever seen anything like that. Like yeah. the kid's so skinny that he's slinking out of cuffs and they're, they're, they're tight. They're tight as like, you know, you know, they're, they're you know, Reduced down to like almost the, the, the tightest amount of uh, space without hurting somebody, you know, as cuffs could go. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's almost getting out of those because his hands are that small. And uh, so, um, you know, I'm kind of, of course, I'm thinking like, well, shit, you know, we'll, we'll just, I'll just, I'll just pop this guy with Haldol to get him to calm down like five of Haldol like I am or something like that. Right. Good night, fucktard. Right. So, so I, I turn around for two seconds. I mean, the cops dealing with, I turn around for two seconds and then I turn back around. This guy flat foots me in the face. Like, I mean, where I thought my teeth came out, like I thought oh, my teeth were like busted and it was that hard. And at that point I was pissed. And at that point, and for, for, for people listening out there, that's where things can start to change because when, even though there's a cop back there with me, when it, when it, comes to my safety or the cop safety, everything changes after that. And, um, at that point I wasn't, I wasn't fucking around with this kid anymore. And, you know, s- certain things I will not say, you know, cause yeah, I kind of fucked him up Yeah, because you know, it, at that point, uh, and this is kind of goes along with our, one of our other episodes when it comes to unique situations, uh, um, you know, this is one of those situations where if you're, if your safety's in jeopardy, you know, certain things go out the window. And that was one of those times. And I'm not going to lie to, to, to get the kid to set up. I mean, he was like, it was weird. The, the straps, the cot couldn't keep him down. He was like a little snake. He was getting out. He was starting to hit. He was kicking. I'm not going to lie to you. I decked his ass. 
Yeah, you know, well, because, well, because yeah. at that point there there was nothing else. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't do anything to get uh you know any Haldol in them. You know, I couldn't even I didn't have time to draw it up because it was, it was it shit happened that fast. And right. then you know, and I I decked him, but that didn't even phase him. Now that, that's the weird thing. And the cop cop kind of did the same thing, but nothing would phase this dude. I mean, he was just a snake. He was getting out of his restraints. He, he had superpowers. And he was like this this little string bean. And that's when people talk about, you know, especially when it comes to like if someone's on PCP or something like it, you know, uh, that's the f- first time I've seen a basically a guy the size of a little kid, you know, have like superhuman strength. And um, it literally, to make a long story short, when we got to the hospital, you know, we, of course, you know, let the hospital know ahead of time that we were bringing in a, you know, a, a psych patient slash, you know, combative slash violent patient. And they, you know, they had a security ready. They had a, uh, a psych room ready. And it literally took five security guys and us to get this kid in hard restraints. And I, I literally had this kid in an ankle lock and I was getting ready to break his ankle because he w- he didn't care. I mean, I, w- I wasn't going to do that, but that's, that's how I was teetering because nothing was working with this kid. Well, and yeah, the, you know, that situation, like you were describing, when when it happened in the unit, that became an unsafe right. situation. Well, yeah, and that's that's, that's, that's a lot point. different. That's a lot different than. Now, I'm not again not judging the other call right. we talked about, but someone spinning at you on a cot or from a cot, the hands behind their back, handcuffed. I mean, yes, that's assault, but like that's not that's not as bad as someone clocking you or trying to no. endanger you. Although you could argue spitting as a homeless man who probably has like all these diseases and stuff. You know, you could maybe argue that point, but um, yeah, that's a lot different. And the so you, and that scene where you were at, the cop was in the back of the truck with you, and between the two of you at that exact time when it happened, yeah. neither one of you had him under control. At that well, time, before it, you reacted, and then of course the cop reacted, I'm sure, and all that other stuff. Well, the cop, yeah, the cop. Uh, it was one of those situations where, I mean, if you <laughs> if you look back and see, it's like this freaking kid that's like the size of like a 115 pound small woman um you know and he just he just was like superhuman strength and like i turned like i said i turned my when i was trying to draw up some howdall turn my head for a second and i turned back and he flat-footed me in the face and it was just like i mean it stunned me i thought my i thought my front teeth were gone that's how hard it was and um at that point when you see that okay and this is one of those situations where people are going to find themselves in if they are a cop or they're in this line of work where it's just like, you know, all bets are off when safety kind of goes out the window. It's like, no, it's like, if I see that my, my crew or whoever's back with me in the back of the, the, the rig, which at that point was a cop. If, if I see that safety is in jeopardy, no, things change and I become a different person and I'm going to kick your ass. And that's just the way it is. I'm no, sorry. I agree. I agree with that. And, and post 9-11, uh, a lot of people don't know this either, but, well, you know, a lot of EMS people do, but post 9-11 too, it's a felony to assault like firefighters and paramedics and EMTs and all that stuff. So right. as you can see- And this is right around that time. Right. And you can see in this call that just happened, we'll say in the last couple of weeks here, this one we read about the GEMS article, I don't really know the exact date, but we'll say it was in the last, last month or something like that. Um, cops aren't pressing charges on the firefighter who just, I mean, you can watch the video. He beat the shit out of that dude. And, you know, whether you agree with that, don't agree with that, that's your right. You can have your own opinion on that. But you can't assault 
and spitting on someone is assault. You can't, you right. can't do that kind of stuff to people. You know, you are responsible for those actions. And in certain cases, like you were talking about, when you have those reactions as a, as a patient, there are going to be consequences and reactions from other people because we have the right to defend ourselves. Um, and I, and I wholeheartedly back that. I mean, I, you know, you can hate me for saying that if you want to, people can, but, um, no, I wholeheartedly back that up. Just same thing with doctors and nurses. Like they don't deserve to be, um, you know, assaulted or, or anything like that. As far as like some belligerent patient in the ER. And I'm sure there's tons of stories. If we talk to a doctor or a nurse who works in an ER of cases that are more, even more prevalent just because an ER gets way more patients than a, a medic unit does in their career, you know? Right. And when, when, when a patient is belligerent and they are, you know, combative. And I, like I said, I, I take into consideration, you know, whatever they're on or there's certain circumstances where there, there's something's causing them to be that way. You know, I, I get that. But like I said, once my safety and my crew's safety is on the line, that's when I become a different person. Well, and it's and, funny. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's when I become a different person. And like, for instance, when we got to the hospital, my, uh, my partner, he was, who was driving, he comes in the back and he didn't really, except for the, the, the cameras that he could see up front, he didn't really know what was going on. And so when he was, when he went to the back to, to pull the ambulance, or to, excuse me, to pull the, uh, the cot out, I, uh, I said, I said, Hey man, I said, uh, watch your face. I said, I got kicked in the face. Watch his feet. And he goes, what? You got kicked in the face? And he goes, Oh yeah. And he goes, he goes, hold up. And you know, he was with like a former Marine. He goes, he gets up there and he starts getting all Marine Corps on like, just like, you know, what the fuck, man, fuck you. You know, just like yelling at him to get him to calm down. And, uh, of course it didn't work, but, uh, <laughs> so we, 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 we pull him out and we're, you know, my, my partner's at the head of the stretcher, you know, and we're wheeling him in and the patient looks at my partner straight in the eyes and he spits right in his face and his eyes. And at that point, my, my like I said, my partner just, it, it, it was one of those things that just a switch just went off and flipped. You know, he pulled the back of that sheet um, from, you know, from the head of the cot and then just, and just molded it across his face to where the guy couldn't fucking breathe. Yeah. And, and, and that's actually what it took to get this guy to calm the fuck down. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes it's it... like, it, yeah, it's like almost you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, almost, you know, suffocating him to get him to calm the fuck down is what it took. And I hate saying that, but you know, like I said, when safety's in jeopardy, Shit, shit gets different. It gets real, and and and, and you handle things differently. And, and we don't know as paramedics, like on a scene. And well, maybe right. you might know sometimes, but a lot of scenes we don't know what people are on. Right. You don't know what and you don't. You you probably have no way of knowing he's on PCP unless you were going out for a call of a PCP over to. You know what I mean? That like someone had that clue. For and that's him. the only thing that made sense because this kid was like, it was like, it was like your daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Superhuman yeah. strength. I mean, that, that literally that's what, it, and it's just like it. it, it you know, I mean, I weighed like 230 and this, this kid was like 120 pounds. And it's just like, he was, it was like freaking Superman, dude. Yeah. Well, we it's like, crazy. well, that reminds me kind of like, cause you had that story there. It kind of reminds me in the very similar story of, we went to a call, this was a long time ago, but we went to a call of a unconscious male. That was the call. And right. so we get there. It's, I think it's like a Friday night. We get there. There's a girlfriend and there's a boy, there's a boyfriend like in the house. Like he's just laying on the carpet. And then the girlfriend's there and she's fine. Right. She's not drunk or, or whatever. She didn't look drunk. She was able to talk to us. And we're like, what's going on? She goes, I don't know. His, he was out with his friends. His friends came by and just opened the door and threw him on the floor and then left. That was the call we got. 
and he's out cold. Like he's out, <laughs> out cold. And so we're like, okay. So we put him on a reef sleeve. We could, you know, lock him in in the reef, not lock him in, but you know, it has a strap. So we put him on that and we get him in the back of the truck. We got me, my partner, who is going to be the driver eventually. But right now we're in the back of the truck, like starting IVs and doing all the vital signs stuff we would do normally. And we had a ride along with us who was a, uh, not a ride along, but she was a volunteer from the department that we right. were paid running at. Um, and she was younger. She was like a junior program person. She, she was, uh, I believe, 16 or 17. Um, and then, so she's sitting there just uh, observing, basically, you know what I mean? Because she's going through classes and stuff like that. We have the rescue chief from the volunteer squad. He happened to be on the call, and he came in the back with us while we're prepping everything, right? He was a medic as well. Right. And we're sitting there, and the guy's in the reef sleeve. And for people who don't know what a reef sleeve is, basically, imagine a cocoon with three seat belts on it. One mid, one low, one high. So he's in a cocoon. One, two, three, like that, right? So we're doing our normal spiel of going through, like I said, getting an IV, doing line, or monitor, whatever, all the different stuff we're going through, doing all that. I look away, just kind of like what you did. The guy unstop, unstraps two of the, the, I don't know how people didn't see him do this, but he unstrapped the two things, two of them, enough so he could sit up. So he did, undid the top one and the mid one, sat right. up. And lunged, and the girl was in the jump seat. So in the back, for people who don't know, in the back of an ambulance, normally there's a seat at the head of the patient. There's a bench the on the side. Chair. Yeah, there's like a, a captain's yeah. chair that faces backwards. There's a bench seat on, the, on one side, usually. Um, there's obviously different configurations for different units, but on ours, there's sure. a bench seat on the side. And then on the other side, across from the bench seat, there's all cabinets and stuff like that. But in the middle, they, they stop the cabinets, or maybe they just do the high cabinets, and there's what they call the jump seat, which is like a little... Just a one-person seat where one person can sit there. Usually that's like someone who's doing CPR will sit over there and stuff like that where they can do compressions, right? right. So that's where the girl is sitting. Well, he unbuckles and lunges at that girl. And we don't know. We, he was unconscious. Like, he was out cold. Like, ammonia inhalants, nothing was working with this guy. And he lunges at her. And at that point, just like you said, my switch flipped. And I said, hell no. And I grabbed him and threw him on the, grabbed him by his neck, threw him back on the cot sat on him and began choking him out because he just kept fighting, you know, and, and like telling him to calm the fuck down. You know what I mean? Right. And, and then eventually we, you know, we got people, went to the hospital. We got to the hospital. We told the hospital what we were bringing in. They had seven security guards there. Uh, we got, take him to the room. He fights the, he's fighting us still. He's fighting the seven security guards, the cop, the, not the cop. I'm sorry. The doctor comes in. Um, and he tries to assault the doctor. Like, this guy was a piece of shit, right? Right. And so, yeah, that was my whole thing. So, like you said, and it was funny because later on, my partner was like, dude, I've never seen you that pissed. Like, he, looked, he was like, dude, I, your, your eyes looked glazed over. Like, and I was like, yeah, I don't tolerate, like, if you're going well, to do it, you're not, that... not going to assault me and you're not going to assault, a, first of all, you're not going to assault me. You're not going to assault my partner. You're definitely not going to assault right. some fucking 16-year-old or what, 16, 17, whatever she was ride along right. with us. That's not going to fucking happen. And, and so, and then it was funny. Cause then I called my chief, like when we, after everything was done and whatever, right. I called my chief on duty and I told him what happened. And he said, just write a report. Um, nothing's, you know, this guy's an asshole, he, you know, get all the names of all the security guards that were in the room with you, the right. doctor. And I wrote up the whole report and nothing happened because that guy was a piece of shit. And, and it was funny. Cause this is a funny part of the story based on what you were saying, where your friend had to like choke the guy out to get him to calm down. Yeah. So it's funny because I'm later on. I go back to the station, I'm talking to a uh, chief that's at that station, and uh, talking to him, telling him the whole story because he wants he wants to talk to me about it. I'm figuring like he's gonna rep try to reprimand me or say I was a 
whatever, I did something wrong, right? And he also was paid in a different area. Don't want to say the area, but he's also paid somewhere else. And he goes, yeah, so, uh, so I tell him the whole story. He goes, so, so you were, uh, he's like, so you were choking him out. And then he was still talking shit and trying to like buck up to you guys, like trying to sit up. And I go, yeah, he goes, uh, we got to squeeze tighter. Cause if they can talk, then you're not squeezing tight enough. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and then I was like, it lost. It was laughing so hard. You know what I mean? But that, that's like stories where people have to understand. It's not that we're trying to be badasses. It's not like we're trying no. to like, Safety. Beat the, yeah, beat the shit out of some guy. Cause this guy was a, he was a normal male. He was like in his, we'll say mid twenties. I don't remember his exact age. We'll say mid twenties, probably 200 pounds, maybe 180, 200, somewhere in there. Like he was a decent sized dude. You know what I mean? And, and I understand that he's unconscious and wakes up and he's in a sleeve. I understand that could freak him out a little bit, but at no point should you buck up, especially to a little girl. What a little bitch. You know what I mean? Well, and, and these are the situations that uh, I think need to be talked about more because, uh, you know, people can easily, you know, listen to this and, and judge us from afar and be like, you all, you all uh, took advantage of it, you know, assaulted a patient of yours. It's like, no, that's not, no, this is what, and, and this is, I'm, this is something that I, I'm going to stress for people listening out there, especially if you're going to like, look at this as, you know, we assault. No, if, if your safety, and I'm going to repeat the word safety, if your safety is in jeopardy and is in question or your crew members and your crew and whoever else is in the back of the ambulance with you, aside from the patient, the patient's causing this, you know, if your safety is in jeopardy or in question, all bets are off. That's, and that needs to be understood. That 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 is something that, you know, like I said, uh, people can sit here and armchair quarterback the shit, be like, oh yeah, you, you can't do that. It's like, well, hey, I, I understand what you're saying, but when you have someone that's violent and they're continuing to be violent, whether they're on shit or not, and 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 uh, you know, my well-being is in question, I'm fucking you up. That's just the way it is, and yeah. I don't care what anybody says; they can fuck off. That's, that is what the reality is of the situation, you know, and, um, that will happen to a majority of people in this line of work, you know, once, twice, three, four times. And then it, it's just, you know, you, you, your safety will be in question. Yeah. And this is not like, I, I want to make it clear to everybody. Um, first of all, both these, both these incidents we're talking about had multiple, multiple witnesses. Yours had a fucking cop in the back. So right. if, if he or she wanted to press charges, he or she could have done so. Obviously, there was nothing to be done there, so that's why nothing happened. My situation there is four, yeah, four other people. this is about protecting people. ourselves yeah. and them from four, themselves. Yeah, four other people in the back Period. from them that were in the ambulance, and then seven security, I'm not lying, seven security guards. God knows how many nurses. I mean, I had to write them all down, get all their names, but so many nurses, like four nurses probably, the doctor, like everybody was in there. So everybody right. witnessed this guy being a douche, and you know if he wanted to go ahead and press charges or whatever. Like he would have been slaughtered because like no one's going to stand up for that guy, you know, based on right. what he did. And so I just want to make sure that everybody understands too. This is not a normal thing. I did EMS in, for 20 years, EMS and fire for 20 years. I, I can talk, I can probably count on one hand where like things got to that level. That's right. pretty extreme. Most, here. most of the time you tell someone, Hey, you know, you're like, Hey man, um, Da, 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 hey, I'm going to do, you're all nice. Like, hey, I'm going to do something. And then, and, uh, you know, I need to do this real quick. You need to be cool or whatever. And then they do something like, like I'm trying to start an IV and you know, they're like a, I don't know, maybe they have history of AIDS or something like that. So you're being extra careful. You know what I mean? And then they right. move their arm or try to bucket you. And then you just like, you know, and then you're like, hey, stop, shut the fuck up. 
You know what I mean? Like you have to amp your voice, but there's nothing physical being in. A lot of stuff can be handled right. like that. You know what I mean? So we've all had like that stuff where you can de-escalate it really quickly by other means like that aren't like big deal stuff, you know? Um, but sometimes you can't, like you said, especially when someone's on drugs and I don't, I don't know what drugs this guy was on. He was probably on something. I'm sure I never heard from the staff, like, you know, cause we leave before we find out about that stuff. Um, before they do like toxicology or whatever, but, uh, that, that's what happens, you know? So, well, and, and yeah, and especially when you get on scene and, um, especially if you get on scene and there's already things have already gotten escalated with the cops and the, uh, person, the uh, potential patient, you know, they've already, it's already escalated before you got there and you get there and you just kind of walk into something. Um, you know, and especially in today's times, you got people with their phones and they're just ready to record, you know, everything. And that's where things can get kind of misunderstood because, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to safety, I'm sorry. If, if you put my safety in jeopardy or my crew, all bets are off. And, um, you know, there's plenty of times where, you know, it, it could get recorded by someone's phone and it could look completely different from what it actually was. Oh, yeah. And that's where you got to be careful because, uh, um, you know, when you could be, you know, protecting a patient from themselves and everybody around and it looks like you're, you're, you're manhandling them, for lack of a better way of putting it, you know, and someone records that, it can look completely opposite of what it, what actually is going on and uh and uh that's well that's with anything though there's so many yeah. there's so many cases and i don't want to get it like into politics and people's no. opinions because there's big cases i could bring up right now that'll right. probably get people all pissed off um but yeah you got to look at you cannot just look at the video of an ems person like for for instance this story we just talked about the video is they're already in the hospital they're at like a little doorway area the incident goes down. You, you, well, you don't hear it, like I said, but you see the accidents. It's a very clear video. You definitely see the dude like wail on the dude's face. Um, right. And you look at that, you're like, oh, okay, that's probably a little extreme. Like, yeah, that's probably not legal. You know, maybe like that might be your initial reaction. Okay. <laughs> but, and even as an EMS person looking at him, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know if I'd slaughter a guy that was, you know, but, but then you read right. the story. Then you read the story more that he was on Coke and a heroin. And God knows he's a homeless person. So we don't know in the story, they don't talk about if he's a mental patient because a lot of homeless people have mental issues. Um, right. So, but we don't know that. So I'm not trying to judge the patient or, or like condone what the guy did or anything like that necessarily. But like we, there could be a whole bunch of background stuff there um, and, and, and all that stuff. So you have to look at the whole picture, you know, and then you look at the facts of like, you know, it happened, it was recorded on thing, the, the, you know, the department looked right. into the incident. They suspended him for, you know, two months is what it said. Um, you know, so that's okay. So I'm fine. So that was their stand on that. The cops though did not press charges. So like, these are things you have to look like because cops can see the video too. You know, they all see that too. And they're, they're, they're law enforcement, you know? So these are things you have to like pay attention to and, and, and you have to take in the whole picture. So it's easy to, like you said, it's easy to look at a video and get outraged. How dare a firefighter EMS person punch a guy in cuffs, like in your situation, how dare that happen? How dare he? And then you back the video up 30 seconds and you see he kicks you in the face. Right. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you had a video, but you know what I mean? Like if you had had a video right. in there or whatever and you back it up that and then you back it up before that, let's say in 30 seconds before that, he's spitting at the cop because the cop's sitting, I'm guessing the cop usually sits at the head. So he's arching his head back and spitting at the cop's face when the cop's right. leaning over telling him to shut up. 
I mean, you see what I'm saying? You back it up and then all of a sudden the whole story changes. So that's why I tell people like when you look at these incidents and that's why we, that's why with this particular story too, I'm telling you it's in Gems Magazine. I, I, I watched it on the online version, obviously, where you can click on stuff, but you can read all this stuff. And then of course you can make your own opinion and you can disagree or agree with us. That's cool either way. But I just think we want to make sure that like our stance, I think, I don't want to speak for you, but our, my stance at least is, uh, you know, Crew safety, my safety, crew safety, that all comes first. We talked about last call, um, last call, last show that we did. I think it was last show where I talked about how I went on the scene and people were all over the neighborhood. It was like really weird. And I had to call for sheriff's office like right away. Yeah. Um, that was a scene where had, had, you know, obviously it didn't happen. Nothing bad happened. Right. But had it become like 60 guys fighting us, like we would have been having to swing or whatever until people get there. It's just, you know, you know like, we, like it's just, yeah. stuff happens. Like it just, you have to make a decision and you have to stand up for your rights and cause you have a right to be there too. You know what I mean? And trying to help the person you're trying to help. Right. Or even if it's a, uh, uh, this is, uh, you know, a situation that happens quite a bit in certain areas of the country um, where, you know, you, you've got a lot of gang concentrated areas and, uh, you know, you, you respond to the scene and, and um, uh, your safety is put to the test because you have, like, say, a hurt rival gang member. And, of course, your job when you get on scene is to help that person. And if the rival gang sees that you're helping someone that they just put down, for lack of a better way of putting it, they're going to try to prevent you a lot of times from doing that and at that point even you know even with cops there shit can get hairy and um when you're in that situation and your life is threatened and you you also have the responsibility of trying to you know help somebody else at the same time you know it's it's just these are the things that you never know how you're going to react until you're actually in that situation and that's when yeah, you're agree. gonna you're gonna yeah you're gonna you're gonna find out real quick how from that point on you're gonna handle the situation well it's like it's like i was saying too in your, your right. you were saying in your story too like my partner who i've been a, we were like we were known as like the dynamic duo as far as ems providers like we were a plus plus and right. and we were just we like hit i was you know what I was good at. He sucked at or not sucked, but you know what I mean? Like he wasn't as good at, and there was stuff that I'm not as good at. And he wasn't great at that. So we really worked well with each other, you know, as far as like knowing what to do on like every call that was possible and stuff like that. And, um, and we worked together for years. I mean, years of running together. Um, and he'd known me for a long time. Cause we, you know, you work fucking, you know, 2,900, 2,900 hours, uh, a year with that person, 2,910, right. I think it is. Um, with our schedule. So you, you're, you know that you're with them more than you are your wife or your boyfriend or whatever you are. Right. So he, he, uh, he, you know, he knew me for a long, 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 long time, long, long time. And he even said, he was like, I've never seen you that pissed. And I was like, no, because once, once you buck to like, not only my crew member happened to be a crew member, obviously, but a little, a, a minor, a girl, that's a minor, a girl, first of all. And then someone who's a minor, who's like a hundred pounds wet. Right. No. That's not going to fucking happen. Not on my shift. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to happen. I'm not trying to be a tough guy or something like that. It's just not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to put up with that. And that was my, I I mean, that was it. Like, you get to that mode, like you said, something clicks and then boom, it's like, nope, it makes situation go away. And you make the situation go away. And once everything's calm, you're like, all right, dude, cool. You're cool. You're fine. Chill out. You're fine. 
Right. It's situations like that where people are going to find out, you know, if they've never been in a situation like that and then they, they're put in a situation like that, they're going to find out real quick how they're going to handle it and what they're capable of. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. And, and, and for the uh, patients that decide to do that kind of dumb shit, they're going to find out too, you know, <laughs> according, according to the great quote that we read, you know, consider the video a PSA. <laughs> right. And, and so, like I said, so uh, you know, awesome. not, not, not the, not the freaking harp on this, but just, for people out there listening that may think that we're sounding harsh. No, if your safety is called into question, you know, you, you find out real quick how different you'll react to certain situations if that happens. And, uh, that's just, that's just the reality of it. Well, and we both know, uh, or I, I know, you know, the story, I don't know if you knew him or not, and I don't want to say his name. Um, but we both knew, uh, or I knew at least for sure, a person who was a provider at a private ambulance who um, they wrecked their ambulance. They ended up rolling their ambulance uh, with oh, a patient yeah, yeah. in the back and all that stuff. Was and like 25 years ago. Yeah. Right. A long, long time ago. This is a very long story. Oh, sorry. Long, not a long story, but a long time ago. And right. the provider, you know, obviously knew they were flipping around or whatever. And he dove on top of the patient head first, like, like, you know, belly to belly on top of the patient to protect him because stuff obviously when you're rolling a vehicle flies everywhere and we have it's things like, like missiles back yeah there. yeah and we Especially have like, like oxygen tanks. yeah you have o2 bottles yeah. you have like like all sorts of you can imagine there's a tons of shit right and because yeah. they're, they're on a call and they're taking him to the hospital so they're it's not like everything's shut in the closets like it's supposed to be like you're doing stuff so stuff's out and um they had that happen and that guy uh unfortunately um he took an o2 bottle to the back of his head and it killed him but he dove on the patient to protect the patient. Otherwise that would have hit the patient and probably killed the patient. Um, and he was young and he had a wife and they had a baby on the way and all this horrible stuff. Um, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's not always like we're trying to be a badass and, no. and beat the fuck out react. of somebody. It's yeah. You just, you have to react because in that situation, the patient obviously is, I, mean, I, I don't know the I wasn't on the, in the unit. So I don't know like what, right. but, but probably the patient was uh, an elderly person, probably um, not going to really move real quick when a, bottles flying at their face. So they probably just eat it, you know, so to speak. Um, right. And, and he made the decision at that point as his job to protect the patient and bring best care was to take that. I, I don't think he was hoping it would hit him in the head. Probably. I would guess I don't want to speak for that an RIP for him, but, but like that stuff happens too. So it goes both ways. That's what I'm saying. We're not animals, but I think it is important to let people know if you're getting into EMS, same thing with law enforcement, you're getting into law enforcement, same thing. If you're, you have to be able to fend for yourself at certain times, it, at least for a little while until help gets there because, and we've all seen all the videos. You can watch them on any of these subjects we're talking about where shit gets hairy for a little while and you've got to handle yourself for a little while. Yeah. And you know, it even, even, even when you're off duty, like for an example, uh, I was coming back from, uh, the beach and, um, I was, uh, on four ninety five around DC and I was, I was like, I was coming back from Virginia beach, I think. And, uh, I was with a friend of mine, and it was probably close to close to midnight, maybe. And it was a, a rainy night. It was misty. And it was very foggy. And uh, we were coming around 495, and then we all of a sudden our, our lights shine on the sky, and he's like, he's got an umbrella, and he's like waving traffic to go, you know, away from where he is. And so, but you don't, you don't. We didn't see him until we were right up on him, so we almost hit him. And because wow. he's like, there was an accident. 
and you know EMS hadn't gotten there yet. And then of course, you know, I mean, being who we are, you know, it's just like shit. We got to stop. So we stopped, and um, it was a bad accident. And there was a guy in one of the vehicles behind the wheels. He was fucking completely out for the count, and. My ass, my dumb ass, some people call me dumb, but uh, my, my, my instinctive reaction was I, and his car was the one that when we first got on the scene, the guy that was waving us away was of, to, waving us to avoid us from hitting this car that was kind of still, you know, kind of hanging out. Right, in it's in the middle of the lane somewhere. Yeah. Right. And what do I do? I freaking jump in that car <laughs> and try to find out what's going on with this guy. He slumped over the steering wheel. And, uh, you know, I get, I get back there and of course my friend's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> He's like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> and, um, but it's just one of those things where you don't even think you just do. And it, was it smart? No, but, uh, <laughs> but you just, you, you, you go in there and you just kind of assess the situation and, you know, try to, you know, did like a sternal rub on the guy to try to get him to revive. And he finally came to, I thought he was dead at first, but he wasn't. And, um, I stayed in there. Until, uh, I think it was Montgomery County we were in, like Montgomery County, Maryland, until Montgomery County Fire Department arrived on the scene. And uh, there was like, you know, looking back on that and then looking at where the car was, we almost hit the car when we were approaching the scene. So, and there was just tractor trailers that were just going by. So how... We it didn't get hit when I was in the back, you know. That's just one of those things where you just you're lucky. What did you know? But, but you don't think. You just you just react. Did you, you block know, the was, scene with your car or your um, whatever you had, whatever you're driving? No, it was. Uh, I, I think I pulled to the side a little farther to the side, a little bit farther forward, and then just kind of walked back. And um, and of course, uh, I told the guy, I said, "Keep doing what you're doing with your umbrella, man." But, keeping the traffic away from me because I'm going to jump in the back here. And, um, plus we all know, jump. we all know umbrellas stop moving cars. So that's, oh, yeah. it was, it was just like, you know, of course I'm in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, shit, I almost hit this guy with the umbrella. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's less than 50, 50 chance that this car is going to get smacked by an oncoming vehicle when I'm in the back. But by the grace of God, it didn't happen. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things where you don't, you don't know how you're going to react until you're, you step on certain situations. And that was one of those situations. Was I, was it reckless? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, was, was it kind of stupid? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I'm sure like you didn't have like a pr- reflective jacket on or a vest on no. or anything. I was like wearing like probably like black and gray. Right. right so, Cause you're, yeah, <laughs> you're on vacation. Like you're it. You just came from the beach or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I had that once I remember coming home from work. Now I was in uniform. Like I still had my t-shirt on and my pants cause I was driving home from a shift. But right. I was driving down 95, and I came across an accident that pretty much, I didn't happen in front of me, but I like came up like probably 10 seconds after it happened or whatever. And I parked my vehicle, like caddy-cornered, and blocked the lane, and right. then got out, and I'm in my charger, right? <laughs> so, fucking, right. so I act like I'm like cop, or I don't know what I was doing. But again, just your brain just goes, oh, okay. And especially because I was just on shift. And I got out, and I started you know, assessing the people. It was like three cars or something. So I'm a set, right. talking to each person, making sure they're okay. And then by right, right about that time, the engine from the station I was just working at, they roll up and they see me there and they go, what the fuck are you doing? 
And I was right. like, I was like, oh, I just came up on this like just as I was coming home. Like I called nine one one and everything like on my phone once I came up on it and everything. And they go, oh, okay. And of course they had other calls. People, all the people were calling. Um, and they go, okay. And they're like, yeah, you're standing in the middle of the highway without a vest on. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't really think all that through. And and there, I was like, and then the medic, of course, from the station that I was just at too. They're they're coming in pretty much like a minute behind them. You can hear them see them coming down the road. They're like, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, all right. And then I just got in my car and left, you know? Well, and everybody was fine, was, by the way. Yeah. Like, it was all just a uh, P- POV, like, uh, um, what's that called? <laughs> public, or PDO, public damage only, sorry. Well, so, it's one of those things where you, like, uh, uh, like looking back on the situation, like, if I was a person that was just kind of overlooking the situation, of course, I'd be like, look at this dumbass fool, you know? And, um, but... You, it's just, like I said, it's one of those situations where you react, you assess the situation the best you can, and it's not always the smartest, but it's just one of those things. And, like, I remember my friend was like, I was telling my friend, I'm like, stay out of, just go near the car, because it's only a matter of time before someone hits this car that I'm in. So don't be around this car. Right. You know, and and you just, I just, like, it. you just accept it. And that's what I did because you just kind of go into work mode. And um, well, it's and, no, it's like no said, different than us being on a unit, a nine one one unit, and going on a call on the interstate. You have to get out. You're walking. You know, the car's going by you at eighty miles an hour in the other lanes. You know, right. or or more. And and that's yeah. You know, and, and like I said, it, you know, looking back, I'm like, yeah, I was pretty stupid. But you, it, it, when it's going on, you don't really think about it you just react and like i said i was lucky you know and that's just uh <laughs> you're a hero it was a weird situation <laughs> <laughs> but there's one thing i want to talk about all right let's go all right man i've touched on this before but it's been i hear a I rant mean, coming on nah it's not really a rant it's okay. uh, i've been seeing it, it's been an issue I'll just call it an issue. It's been an issue out in the field. And um, the topic I'm going to talk about is fucking pronouns. Okay. I'm ready. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be an asshole. You know, like I've said before on this, on the show, I, I don't care what your pronoun is. You know, you can be a freaking cheetah or a leopard. I don't give a shit. You know, do you, you know, whatever makes you happy. That's fine. But, when it comes to how you're going to be treated, and this is it's, it's a constant problem lately, I am not going to worry about your freaking sensibilities and your freaking feelings when it comes to treating you. If I ask you, I don't care what your pronoun is. I don't care if you're a, a, a girl, you know, recognizing herself as a guy. I need to know. Or a guy that likes horse toys. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. <laughs> but uh, I need to know what your biology was, what you were born as. Okay? I don't care what you identify as. That's your business. But if, if I get called for, say, say I, get, say I get a call, and this has happened quite a bit. I'm just going just gonna to put it out there because it's an issue. You know, if I get a call for abdominal pains, okay, this happens all the time. 
Okay. And it's, we get on the scene and it's a guy, but you can actually tell that biologically it's a female. Okay. okay. Hey, if you identify as a guy, that's cool. I respect you. I don't care. That's you do you. But when it comes to me asking you questions, like say it's, since this call was happened to be an abdominal pain call, you know, since I can tell biologically that you were born a female, I need to ask you, have you gone through the complete change? And if you say no, then I have to ask you, when was your last menstrual cycle? And then you have to tell me, and then I have to ask you, is there a possibility you could be pregnant? Okay. I know you recognize as a guy, but biologically you're a female and I have to ask these questions. Yeah. And then when you answer, well, and then when they answer also, cause I used to do this too, when they answer, not that part, but when they answer to like, have you any possibility you're pregnant? No. And then my next question is like, cool, you don't have sex. That was always my next question because sometimes with, especially with the younger crowd, right. I'm not talking about adults, but like, I'm not talking about kids, but like the younger adult crowd, they are like, well, yeah, I have sex. I'm like, okay, well, there is a possibility you could be pregnant. I'm not saying you probably are, but you right. know, you could. Because if you are a biological female and you, you, you called 911 for abdominal pain and there's a possibility you could be pregnant, you could be having an ectopic pregnancy right there, you know, and you just don't know. And that, that can be lethal. Well, and also, so, yeah, and not to be mean and, and berate the point here a little bit, but guess what uh, person there? They're going to ask you these exact same questions at the ER. Exactly. Yes. That nurse is going to come in. They're not going to give, they're not going to give a fuck about your feelings at that point. They're going to say, Hey, when's your last uh, menstrual cycle? Hey, when's your, uh, are any possibility you're pregnant? And then guess what? D- no matter what you say, most likely they're probably going to check it, your pregnancy, you know, d- through toxicology. I mean, through right. blood work, I mean, excuse me. So they're probably going to check all that stuff. Anyway, not to not to be mean to you or anything, but to rule it out, you know, because like you said, there could be life threatening things going on that just because you're shy and don't want to tell someone something, or in your case, want to use a, a different pronoun. Right. And this is where, and, and like I said, for people out there listening that are gender fluid, this is a particular time when don't let your feelings get out of whack. This is a particular time where these questions have to be asked. If you don't like it and you get and you're sensitive about it, tough shit. You got to answer the questions because this isn't about what you identify. This is about how you're going to be treated. Okay? Well, it's medical care. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You, you, what what you identify goes out the window. Okay. I respect. You know, like I said, I don't care. You can you can you can uh, identify as a, a cat. I don't give a shit. I respect you. But when it comes to biology. You know, when it comes to chromosomes, when it comes to what you actually are and what you were born as, any or Audi, just going to put it in simple terms, <laughs> you, need to, you need to fucking be honest. And, and, this, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm sounding like a dick, but I don't care. It, it, it's become a problem. It's like, don't get sensitive. This, the, we're, not, we're not trying to piss you off or trying to make you feel like shit. We're, we're trying to help you. But also, too, like... That does to me. Now I'm glad I wasn't still an EMS when all this pronoun stuff went on. I'm glad for that because I, I personally think it's a little, you know, teach their own, I guess, but it's like a little absurd. Um, but like, I don't yeah, it gets care. A little, it gets a little crazy. Yeah, and I and I I don't care. Like, if if I'm coming on the scene and I'm a paramedic and I'm coming to help you, you call nine one or someone you know or someone at the scene call nine one for you, whatever. However, it worked out. I'm coming there to help you medically. I right. I, I don't care what fucking gang you're in. I don't, no. I don't care what your fucking affiliation is. Uh, I mean, your, um, your sec, your sexual orientation is, I don't care. I, I don't care what, um, pronoun you want to use. Okay. I don't care. 
I mean, not, not, I'm not trying to say that in a mean way, but I'm there for right. a medical purpose. I'm not there to be your friend necessarily. I'm not there to do any of that stuff. I'm here to help you medically because this is 911. You called because there's an emergency or someone called because there's an emergency. So right. that's it. Like, I'm not, I'm not, not saying I'm going to disrespect you. That's not what I'm saying. But like, I'm here to get boom, boom. Hey, we need to know this, this, this. And the people that you get on scene and they lollygag around. Like I said, I wasn't there during the pronoun crap, but, but like, they lollygag around. They don't want to answer questions. I'm like, look, dickhead, we're here to fucking help you out. If you don't want help, cool. Right. Just tell us to leave and we'll get the fuck out of here. I can go back and finish watching the Caps game. Like, I was do, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to be here and like, don't be an a hole to us. We're here to help you. If you want help, great. Hmm. We'll take care of you. If you don't want help, cool. Press hard three copies. We're out. Well, you know? and that's that's what and we're not like like you said we're not trying to be assholes and we're not trying we're, to judge we're, you we're, like we're it, trying we're trying to get to the root of the problem and part of that process is biologically what are you right. and that it, that should not make you feel uncomfortable because look we're not questioning what you identify as we're questioning you know we're 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 asking biologically what you are right no part of our training no part of our training in a in in a imagine like a tree of training that you go down right no part of our training goes um ask them this question if they say zimzer or whatever all that stuff is then go this path if they say they're straight go this path they say they're gay go this path you know like there's no that doesn't happen it's it's medical facts of like biology and stuff like that that we go down not because we're trying to like insult you or like you said, you want to be a guy, wonderful. You want to be a girl, that's wonderful. You want to right. date boys, great. You want to date girls, great. I don't care. But I'm here to help your medical stuff. And, and I need to know some of that stuff, maybe, like you said, in a girl with a possible pregnancy, abdominal pain thing. And we need to know that because there could be something else going on there. You know? Right. And don't, don't especially if you identify as a male, and, but you're still a female biologically, and you're still having sex. Yes, and you haven't, and you still have your ovaries, and you, you know, and you, you know, you still, you haven't had a hysterectomy. Right, your reproduction all. organs are all you know, in place. I mean, still, you, you, there's a possibility if you're still having sex, you, you could be pregnant, even though you, you, you look like a guy and you identify as a guy, you're not. And the biology says that there's a possibility you could be pregnant, and these are things that we need to know, you know, because there's a, you know, if you, it could be an ectopic pregnancy, like I said before, that could be causing that abdominal pain. It could be. You know, you could be pregnant and not know it. You could be, uh, you know, just when it comes to, you know, the female, um, you know, apparatus, if you will. I mean, it it, it comes into play, you know. <laughs> apparatus, I love it. <laughs> no, but, and I'm not going to harp on that. That's all I'm going to say, but it, 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 please understand. I'm not trying to piss you off. I'm just trying to help you. Well, we've all heard the stories too, and you and you can you don't have to listen to this show to hear these. But you, we've yeah. all heard the stories of like girls that are um, usually a little bit bigger, like in size wise, and they don't even know they're pregnant, right? And then they have a baby, right? Like they know they had yeah. sex, like they're not they're not dumb, but like and they, they deliver in the the stall at the freaking right, prom. right, right. That's what I'm saying. And the, we've all heard those stories. No you one can, knew they were pregnant. And they put the kid in the dumpster and they leave. Yeah, you know, and, oh, it, it happened. This happened Jeez. before. Well, this has got real dark, yeah. but, uh, but, uh, I'm just being but, honest. No, I know, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so these aren't like, it's not like we're trying to be mean. It's not again with that situation. If it's someone who looks like they could be possibly pregnant, not trying to judge right. anybody or something like that. But if you ask that question, it's not because we're trying to insult you or be like, Oh, look, you, you're so fat. Like we no, no, no one's doing that. We're just asking common questions. You know, we're right. asking all that stuff. Just like when we ask, um, just like when we talked about in prior episodes too, when we give nitro, 
we have to always ask, are you on any sexual enhancement medication? Cialis, uh, um, um, Viagra, any of that stuff. And then they blue always, chew. and they always say, yeah, blue, blue chew. They always say, That's uh, the new stuff. I know. Yeah. Or, or for hymns or whatever, all that stuff. <laughs> they, they all say the same stuff. They always say, no, no, no. And I'm like, okay, cool. Just so you know, if you're lying to me and I give you this medication, it could drop your pressure to the point where you could die. So I need to know uh, honestly. And, and then they say the answer, which is whatever their answer is. And then same thing with girls. I would tell girls, I ask girls that question and then they say no. And I was like, okay, the only reason I'm asking, I'm not trying to be funny, but girls use that same stuff too because it enhances their uh, feelings of their genitalia. So I'm not judging. I don't care if you do it. I just need to know if you did it because it affects what I'm going to do treatment wise for you. Right. That's it. That's all I care about. And I'm going to tell the doctor what I did. And then if I, like I've had patients that, took um because they had um oh, i can't remember the diseases with their lungs pulmonary uh hi, pulmonary hypertension i think it was or something like that and they took it for that reason not because of sexual reasons this was a female and because of that i didn't give him medicine for chest pain and and then i called the er gave him the report gave him aspirin and stuff like that but called the er gave the report and the doctor was like why didn't you give him you know why aren't you giving him nitro and i told him and he goes oh okay cool Right, and because that, that's that, that very rarely happens that you find someone on that that medicine medication for that, but that that's what right. happened. It, it it was like cool, and then I talked to him at the hospital. He's like, "Hey, good call on that," you know. And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I always ask him. I don't care if they're embarrassed. I'm gonna ask them questions right. because after once the call's over, I don't care. I'm not. It's not like we go to the house, the firehouse, and talk shit about you. Like no one does that stuff. So, or at least no one I knew did that. Oh, stuff. No, plus you you get you get so uh, you get tunnel vision. You get, you get so used to you know, running a certain amount of calls and you see some of the same shit over and over again and it gets kind of repetitious or, you know, it's, it's, and you just, you don't even, you don't even talk about it anymore when you're back at the station. Yeah. You know, unless it's like a, like a pediatric code where you had a kid die on you and you had multiple kids die on you, you know, yeah, you're going to talk about that because you need to talk about that because that's just shit that's not going to leave you. Yeah. That's like venting. Part that of that's out. venting. Oh, and yeah. Stuff too. Yeah. Keeping your sanity. Com- right. But when it comes to, you know, whether it's like <laughs> we were talking about this before when it comes to like, say, you know, people getting their rocks off and they get their sex toys, you know, caught up their ass and sucked up into their colon and stuff like that. You see that you get to the point, you see that so many times that you don't even talk about it anymore. It's not funny. I mean, not that it was funny, but you know, when you, you'd run it for the first time, you kind of <laughs> chuckle a little bit, you know, no offense. Yeah. 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 But it's the truth. But I mean, but you, you get to the point, like over the years, you, it, it becomes a regular thing because people do that and, and, and it happens and you see it quite a bit and you just don't really think twice about it anymore because it's just <laughs> becomes well, it's part well, of it. Well, and it's like, like we, me and my, one of my, uh, fire, um, partners, he was on the engine. We were on, the, I was on the medic unit a lot and we would of course run calls together. If I needed a second medic, he would jump on from the engine and, and be my second medic or whatever. And, right. and we would sometimes, these are for obviously for bad calls, not for like stupid, bullshit run of the mill calls. And sometimes it'd be funny because, you know, the patient sometimes would be really scared. You know, they have that impending doom right. kind of feeling and stuff like that, depending on what their situation is. And they're like all, you know, and we would always look at them and just say like, Hey, between the two of us, uh, we have 50 years experience or whatever it was, or 40 years experience, whatever it was at the time. I don't remember. Um, so if we're not overreacting right now, if we're not going all flustered and stuff like that, you're fine. You know what I mean? So, and that's the same thing. You like you got you know you it's just experience and like like telling people too when they're embarrassed to tell you something. I'm like, dude, I've seen it all before. I, I've heard, I, I've probably heard every story. I've probably seen <laughs> almost everything. I'm not saying I have everything. You know, like the guy I told you that we ran that call. I told you this call where the guy had a 
home catheter in because he had some sort of thing. He had to go to the hospital. And then he got home and he caught the bag in the door, in his bathroom door. And he thought he split his his jump. And he yanked it out without deflating the balloon bits and they're holding it. Okay, I've never been on a call for that before. And that balloon's like the size of an egg when it's blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew. 10 cc's of fluid in there. Yeah, I knew it hurt. Like, I I, I can imagine how much that hurt. But, you know, but again, I wasn't like, oh, shit, fuck it. You know, like, you're just like, okay, well, that sounds very painful. All right, let's see if you did visually that I can see. Obviously, they can do x-rays and check other stuff. But, like, can I see any damage that you did other than the fact that it hurt? Because it was already out by that point. And then he, I looked and I said, I was like, I had, I, you know, I always called it doing the nasty, whether it's on a guy or a girl, you know, I'm like, all right, got to do the nasty. And look, I'm like, yep. Looks like a penis. I'll tell you what though, you Jay. I'll tell you what though, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bring this up. <laughs> um, people never cease to amaze me. And for people out there listening, I apologize if we get a little graphic, but <laughs> here it goes. People at this point, they never cease to amaze me of, what things that they will try to put up their ass. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, I'm not kidding. And it's just, it gets to the point. It's like at two o'clock in the morning. And it's always, there's a, the ridiculous excuse. You know, some people are just like, yeah, dude, I put this up my ass and it, it got sucked up the wrong way. And, and you know, they're honest about it. But there's some people that are like, all right, what's going on here? Um, I have one of these, uh, sucked up into my colon it's like one of what they, they point to like say a remote control something like that <laughs> no no kidding and it's like you have one that looks just like this one you're pointing at inside you right now yes all right but uh, it's like so how did this, so so what happened well <laughs> i was going down the hallway you know go to the bathroom two o'clock in the morning i um uh, you know tripped on my son's skateboard you know, fell on my ass, and all of a sudden, this remote control just went up there. And they tell you that bullshit. And it's just like, dude, who are you kidding? It's like, just, just tell me the truth. I don't really care. I just, I'm here to help you. <laughs> but, but it is you true. Don't have, it, you, don't, you don't have to make up this elaborate story. Well, it's true. Like, I always tell people, like, <laughs> I've traded, I've treated, like, especially between my 9 one career and my private ambulance career, like, I've taken, like, princes from countries. I've taken... I've had gang members cry in the back of my truck. It's the people like, you least expect. Right, right, right. I've seen, I mean, yeah. I've had like all diversity of things going on. Um, and that's what I'm saying. No, no story. Like, you know, cause like you said, you're like, okay, so it's in your ass. Okay. I'm assuming you want to go to the hospital. Yeah. All right, let's go. It, and it becomes so, uh, for lack of a better way, putting it, it becomes so regular. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, uh, that you don't, you don't really, you don't bat an eye at it. <laughs> you don't bat an eye at it anymore because it's like, it's like, all right. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> well, that, you that, you. well, that's you the thing too. You, bro. Well, it's like we were talking about before the show too. Like we think it's bad because we see, like you said, some of these stories that you're talking about and stuff like this. Imagine working in an ER. Imagine like an ER doc that has 20 years experience in an ER. I mean, because they see way more patients, obviously, than an EMS unit does. Obviously, that's pretty brainless there. And they have way more people that skip the ambulance, but still have to come in. Because sometimes, like we've talked about, and not to get graphic here, but sometimes things require more, um, like a surgical intervention to get stuff removed. Um, so well, let sometimes, me tell you. so sometimes it does become a real emergency. You know what I mean? Let me tell you. We were talking about this pregame. Uh, 
it wasn't my shift. It was a shift before mine. And I was on leave, actually. And uh, uh, they got called out for a uh, sex toy lodged up in an orifice. That's how it went out, you know, over the radio. And, uh, you know, uh, it was one of those things where, uh, you know, not to, hey, that's your thing, that's your thing, you know. But uh, it was uh, a uh, butt plug that was 10 inches long. 10 inches long that was sucked up into this person's colon. And uh, you would think that, you know, I mean, they have these flanges on the end to prevent that from <laughs> happening. So it's like, how the hell did that happen? Right? Am I getting too graphic? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I love it. Anyway, no, I'm, I'm going to get more graphic. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, it, 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 but uh, this, 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 this kid was just in pain from what I heard. It, it, but he was completely honest. He was like, this is what happened. And uh, well, you can't hide from that at that point. No, if you, no, but, if you have a was, light bulb in your fucking ass, you can't, you can't just, but that, that's a, that's a, that like you were talking about before, that's an extensive surgery to retrieve that. It's yeah. not like you can just reach up there and pull it out. No, you're surgically, the, they're going, they're taking you into, into, into to surgery and they're, it's going to be an extensive surgery, you know, hours long to get that out. Yeah. Cause they have to remove you know, other things to get it to the part they need to get to, to, and then they, not only that, but then, I mean, obviously they just cut, cut you open and get it out at some point once it gets to that point, but they also have to be very careful because of the bacteria and stuff like that. They can't get you, otherwise you'll get septic and die from that. So they have to like do it. And then also they have to repair it. And so that it will function normally, hopefully when you're done so that you can like, you know, be a normal human and have normal bowel movements and stuff like that. And hopefully you, know. you don't get septic. You right. Know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Them. Hopefully. Yeah. Cause yeah, if they don't but... seal it right, they don't close it yeah. up and it leaks out. I mean, cause bacteria is obviously you know, prevalent. And you got to watch that stuff. Right. So I'm not trying, again, no, we're not trying to be graphic, but sometimes those funnier stories can turn, sometimes people can, I mean, I've also, we've all heard the stories too, where people go to not, or go to the hospital for things of that nature and it passes normally. Like they, they, they can pass right. it normally at the hospital. Okay, great. That's fine. Then you're done and move on in life and go about your business. But, and I'm not judging. Yeah. And we're not, I'm not saying it either, but it can, yeah. those are kind of funnier stories sort to a point where they can just pass it themselves and then like no harm, no foul, maybe learn from it and move forward. Well, look, pe- people have their fetishes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's just the reality of things. But, uh, you know, uh, when shit happens, no pun intended, uh, you know, it can get dangerous. <laughs> and, um, it, uh, you know, look, I'm not judging. Hey, people have their own things, you know, uh, just be safe about it. And, uh, but if something like that happens, don't be embarrassed to call because I'm not going to judge you. I mean, we've seen it all before. And, um, I, I think you can agree with this, Jay. Nothing, nothing is going to, I mean, yeah, it, it does. Like I said before, people never cease to amaze me of what stuff they will try to put inside themselves. But, um, that being said, I, it becomes an everyday thing where you see that so much to where it just, you're kind of desensitized to it. Am I wrong? No, I think that's right. And I think with that, I think we should wrap it up. What do you think, man? On that happy note. Yeah. Enough talk, enough talk about ass play, man. Yeah. yeah right. Right. All right. Well, let's do a little <laughs> housekeeping real quick too. If I'm you guys, sorry, dude. If you guys like uh, the show, please, please, please reach out to your friends. Tell them about it. 
uh, please hit that uh, subscribe or now I think it's a follow button or whatever. But whatever your device tells you to do, hit that stuff. It gives us credit. We really appreciate it. Um, and if you have any comments, concerns, questions you want answered, anything like that, you can email us at paramedicsunscripted at gmail.com. Again, that's paramedicsunscripted at gmail.com. Paramedicsunscripted at gmail.com. So, hey, man, without further ado, man, this has been... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, oh. Pause, pause, pause. I'm just kidding. Let me, that was let just me a demo. Just, let, me just, a, we're let, just, let me just bring... Let me just say one thing. Sir, we do not rehearse the show, just so everybody knows. Go ahead. Shh. All right, hold on. It. Okay. <laughs> no. In all fairness, we're not trying to be vulgar. We're just being real. And uh, we're just giving you the reality of what we see all the freaking time. And... um. You know, it may sound disgusting, but people have their, their things that they like to do, and we're not judging them for it, and that's just the way it is. And if we sounded vulgar, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. And, uh, hey, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate all this continued support. Um, this has been episode 30. And uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to my dad. Happy birthday to my dad today. Uh, we love you very happy much. Happy birthday, Pops. Yeah, happy birthday, Pops. And we uh, made this episode especially for you. Just kidding. But uh, until further ado, then, Willie, we'll see you next week on Paramedics. Unscripted. Whoa. These guys are cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Dumbass. <laughs>